1: This is one mic. Can we be real? I'm going right. to stretch the line and see. Now if you step up with line, I'm going to say something about it.
2: This is one mic. This is one mic, please. All
1: right, all right. Welcome to one mic. This is D Wills. We're in the building. About to have a great week, uh and weekend. Uh this is a big week for sports. Uh it's a you know, Super Bowl weekend, but we got a lot going on. And I'm excited uh to uh to really get into this show. Uh, you know, we're gonna start out with here by blessing the mic. And so I gotta bring in my co host for the evening. I'm just glad to have a uh, my, my co-host, this should be an interesting show uh, I'm going to start with uh, You know, our, our lead Personal inside the park uh, With Hank yeah, We got Hank here in the building How you doing, Hank?
3: Hey, man, I'm doing real good Always glad to be on the show It's been a long time since I've been here So in that case, I have to say Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year, Happy Kwanzaa Happy Ramadan, Happy Hanukkah
1: Man, I want to add I want to say something So, you know Folks who don't know, you know, uh, Hank is uh, resides in uh, the Ann Arbor, Michigan area, a uh, big Michigan fan, and it sounds like John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, and the whole Harbaugh family had a party over there on Sunday day. Can you give us a little bit of energy from the ground? What was that like? And what's it was the atmosphere electric. like in Ann Arbor?
3: Yeah, it was electric. It was almost like a holiday. It really was it was it was like game day it was it felt like we had just had a big win over a rival i mean it was it was just like that it was it was it was electric it was you had some old Michigan purists here that aren't used to the hardball tactics they they just have not truly embraced the hardball effect, and you know so you had some of them that was kind of uncomfortable with the goings on but by and large uh Ann Arbor was a buzz. Um I haven't seen it like this around here in a long time and I you know I've been here for most of my life so it was it was electric we had a lot of lot of uh celebrities in town and uh the event went off uh you know like without a hitch for those who don't know if you if you've heard uh Michigan put on what they call Signing with the Stars in which they had a big event at Hill Auditorium uh brought in um a bunch of celebrities Uh, including the likes of Tom Brady, uh, Lou Holtz, Mike Shanahan, Rick Flair. I'm pretty sure you heard it on the radio or on the news. All these people, and they were actually introducing their recruiting class as if it was was draft day in the NFL. really a neat experience. Uh, The proceeds from this particular event went to raise over $100,000 for the uh, Chad Tough Foundation. For those of you who don't know who that is, that's the – Grandson of Lloyd Carr, the ex-coach of Michigan football, who uh, tragically passed away several months ago from an inoperable brain tumor. So, all in all, it was a great event, and it was a great time here, and it was quite electric. And by the way, pulling what the number four recruiting class in the nation, Big Blue is back, baby.
1: And and it, 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 and I, I, you know, and, and folks who might not know, you know my brother Steve grew up with Jim John Harbaugh. You did as well uh in that in that do you have a Jim or John Harbaugh story?
3: I can tell you now, I, I didn't grow up uh as closely as, as, as Steve did, but I did okay. have the opportunity on several occasions, uh, in the past to meet Jim Harbaugh and then uh just recently to be both Jim and John Harbaugh. I actually met John yeah. Harbaugh for the first time this October. We went out to Maryland okay. to see the game and he was there. But my first experience in actually meeting Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh was still quarterback for the Chicago Bears. And, you mm. know, he's, he's very home homebody type of guy. So, you know, right out of Michigan, gets a job. You know, he's uh, quarterback for the Bears in 85, 86, after they win the Super Bowl. Well, 86, 87, should I say. But anyway, he's hanging out at this club called the Spaghetti Bender. All right? And he's mm-hmm. hanging out just like, anybody else. You know, and I'm like, he's Jim Harbaugh, right? He's like, Yeah. You know, and he was a just real down to earth. Earth cat. It's funny that you know he just was real down to earth. Never got to his head. It's just what he did playing football. But uh, I've often, you know, I've met him like a couple, two or three times. I find him to be very genuine, very unique uh, type of person.
1: Yeah, he's a. Uh, and I wanted to bring you in. I mean, you were on the
3: ground, and
1: you know, I know when I was in Ann Arbor, and I had a chance to, you know, even when they had their practice before their kind of. uh you know kind of official um kind of inter squad uh game um in the kind of the preseason um uh it was just uh, you know they were kicking off you know kind of their um you, you know actually in the spring game you know it was it was just the, the energy that was around the practice was just uh ridiculous
0: um that he has
1: and so you could feel it so there was a lot of stuff happening this has become a very hyped kind of um, uh, thing. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the crazy thing about it, you know, for some of those players, we'll know a lot about them as some we might know something about them as freshmen for some of them. We probably won't know what they can do for a few more years, but, you know, Michigan was definitely on the scene setting the standard. I mean, he kind of been redefining the whole recruitment game here since he's uh, reentered the college game. And, um, you know, I, I think it's kind of shaking some of the folks cause you know, he got the overall number one player in a way that no one ever thought, you know, and the Big Ten overall is drawing talent. So it's interesting, given this kind of conversation about the Pac-12 and in the Southeast Conference, you know, what's happening with the Big Ten in terms of uh, beginning to have, you know, you know, two teams in the top but five for recruitment um, and kind of how the landscape is shifting and the battles are becoming a little bit more fierce. So that's always good. Before we get deep into it, I got my boy the hammer in the house, how you doing, man?
0: What's happening, D. Wells? What's happening, Hank?
1: What's happening, I, man? I know, you know, it, it, this is going to be a good night, you know. So how you doing? You know, uh, you know, Hammer's home space is up there in Madison, Wisconsin, jumping around with the Badgers. You know, uh, a lot of change happening up in Madison with old Bo taking his move, moving on, and uh, a lot of stuff going on. But, you know, how, how are you doing? And, you know, I know you, you you you're a badger alum, so I know you want to say something about
0: that. So how 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 things going on the Madison? Man, we, we uh did tonight. Uh, eleven point victory, Coach Gard got him going. The offense is smoother. Um nothing against Coach Ryan, just the offense looks stagnant with him. that's um, why he probably stepped down. Um just the the um the players just weren't responding to Bo and uh, you know, guards guards hungry. He's bringing it. He knows this is a, his job interview. On the job training, and he wants to be successful. And so, you know, we, we're moving towards dancing, D. Will. So, um, and, and, you know, I'm also a Stanford alum too in Chicago. And I just want to hear you know, talking about my man, Jim Harbaugh. Obviously, I'm a yeah. Badger first and foremost, but,
3: uh, yeah. you
0: know, I love Harbaugh, man. I mean, Chicago Bear, best franchise in history, brought it for us. And, you know, I'm a Stanford alum as well. I'm a Stanford and a Badger guy. And, and the way he turned around at Stanford was unbelievable. We had some raggedy coaches uh, after uh, <laughs> after Denny and Bill Walsh. Castro shouldn't be coaching JV. You know, uh, Walt Harris and uh, Buddy Tevens um, just disgraces to uh, the farm. A- and um, the bottom line is that uh, how about turning around? I mean, obviously he went for that for the you know went for that San Francisco job. It just didn't turn out right. But he can go in the kids' rooms and be like, "Hey, I was in the Super Bowl." I was here, uh, was it, four years ago, uh, after yeah. he told that Gary kid, and he got the number one recruit in the country. So, you know, again, Big Blue's back, and they need to be back. But, you know, they're going to lose their badges though. But uh, they're going to be back. Um, <laughs> I beg your pardon. Yeah, they're going to lose their badges. Uh, yeah, bottom line is, uh, I mean, Harbaugh's got, you know, he, he's, got, he's got a reclamation project to, to turn around quickly. But, uh, you know, Bucky's going to beat him next year. But the bottom line is I got love for Harbaugh, man. He's not. My second favorite coach uh, to, uh, to to Coach Chris, no question. So, um, But, uh, you know, it'll be played on the field. I'm talking smack right now. But it'll be played on the field. But, um, yeah, things are going well with Coach Guard. Mm-hmm. Coach Guard can get dancing, get the momentum going. The offense is fluid. Bronson looks better. Vito's bringing it. Choi's bringing it. You know, Nigel's really bringing it. uh just seems his element. And so. You know we're gonna make that run to the tournament, and uh, you know Coach Guard think we uh, gonna get the gig. You know they're talking about Tony Ben. Tony's not leaving UVA, uh, but but again we want Coach Guard, man. Coach Guard is a Badger. He's hungry. He's waiting his turn, and he's delivering. That's the bottom line. You know this this ain't about moral victories. You know whoever wins the Super Bowl, if they lose about one point, they lost it. So the bottom line is that you know we're winning games. We're we're moving it. And um, yeah, we're gonna dance, man. I I feel it. And we're hype up at Madison. And I I just got back from the got back to the crib, and man, it was like a parking lot out there, bro. I think people were coming out dancing in the cars, man. We, we feel it right now. We feel it. We feel it right now, man. It, it, and then we, uh winning. Wow, first African American coach, It's Black History Month, first African American coach in the Big Ten and uh, basketball, any major sport. Um, died tragically, unfortunately, from uh, cancer, too young, but really set the foundation. And he hired a, uh, someone on his staff, William Bo Ryan was on his staff, and really set the foundation. Wes Matthews, one of the, one of the people who came in there. Um, so, yeah, again, things are well here. Um, I'm happy because uh, we were stagnant at the beginning of the year, but not I believe, man. I mean, Coach Guard learned from one of the best, uh, we were in the ter- We were in the final game against Duke. Duke beat us, but um, you know, again, I you know, no one's expecting the tournament. This I mean, expecting the championship this year. But are we gonna dance? Yeah, we, we look like we're going about to dance. That's about mine. We 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 can dance. We can get up there. So,
1: and, and I, I saw a few more brothers on the floor. I was like, what's going on? I was like, oh, again, Bo the and
0: and and guard recruiting man, Khalil, uh, Vito, you know, I mean, <laughs> Jordan Hill was getting ticks finally. He he was sitting on the bench, awaiting uh, his turn, and then you know he's taking advantage of opportunity. You know, Bronson wasn't really but fluid initially, so he got some minutes, and and he's he's earned some time. But again, this is about, uh, again, um, we're a system, we're a deliberative system of a, of excellent coaching, and so. You know, we get good kids in here, recruits in here that, that, that bind to the system. I mean, the ones that, uh, you know, the one-and-dones like uh, Ellison and Diamondstone, God bless them. But, you know, again, you know, we lost them. But or, the bottom line is that, you know, I'd rather have the Frank Kaminsky's or even the Deckers of the three or four years. But, you know, the one-and-done cats, you know, no hate on, on Diamond. I love his game. He's, he's going to be a multimillionaire in a couple months. But uh, we got kids that, that are hungry, and that's what we need, kids that, you know, were passed over kids they didn't, they didn't get that letter from uh from Michigan they 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 got nothing from Michigan but they came here and they brought it and they got scholarships like like showy and you know well, if they were a big was man they
3: weren't going to get no letter from Michigan right? but that's another story for another
0: show <laughs> well like, again man you know you can talk smack like how you want to man like i said um no
3: i'm not we'll talking see, about man, man, I don't like court, it. go ahead no you go ahead bro <laughs>
1: That's is Michigan that's a criticism, of Michigan. Expand on that. My brother's been complaining about that. What do you mean by the lack of big man recruitment at Michigan?
3: Okay, now listen. And, and 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 I and I bleed maize and blue. And and I and I know that Coach line gets a lot of accolades around the country, but for some reason, as long as he's been in the Big Ten, he will not recruit uh, uh, in the paint players. Okay, he will not. He will not recruit back to the basket players. This has drove driven anybody who has historically watched Michigan basketball, going all the way back to the times of Joel Thompson and and Ricky Green. Okay, know that you got to have back to the basket players, especially. You the- going way
0: back, bro? Huh? You going way back, bro? You I'm going the way the back. Castors, okay, you might not know about Yeah. Uh, yeah, back you know, to the, kid, the, kid, the, the, the 1999
3: and uh, 1998 when they won the championship. The thing about it is B-Line wants to play this perimeter game, and he has he has not recruited well uh, uh, front-line players. He will not recruit the back-to-the-back, back, and it drives basketball purists crazy. This is why when we watched Michigan's uh, basketball program, uh, when they had big fellas down in, in the paint, they made it to the championship game, and everybody was on board. They were thinking, maybe B-Line finally gets it. Maybe he finally understands when he needs to win the Big Ten. Sure enough. He goes right back to the small, frail white boy and plays him in the middle, okay. And this is supposed to be your your front line. It drives me nuts. it, it, it costs
0: so, get, uh, it, I mean, it, I mean, it, they, they it, are they are seventeen and... and six, so I can't. But I mean, again, you're like me, man. Again, the, the bottom line is that you can dance. I mean, I, we, you know, we start off so slowly. Dancing for us is good, but again, we're about championships, man. I mean, we were in the final right. game. Y'all been in the final game. Y'all won one with um, that great team, um, you know, Ramil and all them. So, again, uh, Fab Five couldn't quite do it. But, um, you know, championship or bust, so I feel that. So, uh, you know, bottom line is the people who said, "But we just made the No, 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 that's mediocrity. You, We want to win. So, like, again, right. no one's going to remember who lost the Super Bowl. Um Come uh, Sunday, you know, several years in the future. In, 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 in the future, they're going to remember who won it, and that's the bottom line. So, so I hear you on that. And, and, did, uh
1: be like that win we gonna, the we title. We're going to get into some Super Bowl talk. i mean into some more basketball talk, particularly talking about Duke. But you kind of got to the Super Bowl. We in Super Bowl week, and I'm, and I'm going to start with you, Hammer, on this, and then Hank, I'm going to come to you on this one. But you know, talk. What's your opinion on why people like Cam? Not this kind of his experience this weekend. As you observe, you know what Cam News brought to this this week, and some of the things that he's experienced. You know, uh, Hammer, talk a little bit about how you're viewing this conversation around
0: Cam. Well, well just, just real talk, man. It, it's uh, microaggression, uh, on uh, mm. racism. Um, they don't they don't like a brother with swagger. And again, you know, I, I love me some Russell Wilson, uh, our commencement speaker, give a shout out for Russell. Russell's yep, this Russell kind of cat. Cam I mean, he's a humble cat. He's a cat that uh cerebral, you know, as far as he, he's quiet. You know, Cam has swagger. Cam looks in the mirror, he's like, I'm the man. Uh, you know, they don't like the fact about talking about his mother and his child, so what? You know, again, that's that's his business. It was God. So the bottom line is that the brother is the MVP. The brother's the best player in the league. The brother, dab, dab little dance. I don't see them clowning when uh, a Rod this thing or, or let's, let's let's get old school. Gasno used to absolutely clown, and nobody mm-hmm. nobody was calling him out. So again, you know, people want that last thing for Peyton. So let's just face it. We got we got a very. Uh, Split uh, Super Bowl on demographic lines, hint, hint. So, um am for Cam. I mean, I do know why. I want to see the brothers succeed. I think it's going to help, uh, again, the other young brothers who come up in the game. Because, uh, let's just be real about it uh, black quarterbacks couldn't even get play. Vince Evans couldn't get play. You know, yeah, you people didn't even get a chance until. You know, you had a James Harris is the world. And so, I mean, we had a real talk about it. And some of the people are going to talk about, oh, I don't like Cam because he dances. I mean, come on, man. I mean, J.J. Excuse me, J.J. Watt dances. So, again, the, they don't like swag. They want us to be humble. And, again, I have no problem with the humble brother. If you're a humble brother, be humble, you know, because people have been clowning on Russell, talking about he's not black enough, he doesn't have enough swag. That's not his personality. He comes from... He's a grandson of of a, of a major college president. He's a son of a you know God bless his father who passed away. Son of a lawyer, uh, you know his, his sister just uh, signed a letter of intent for Stanford. They're the, the cerebral cats, and, and it's but Cam's a smart guy too. But Cam has swagger belief, and they bring bringing all this stuff about the laptop and and in Gainesville, man. Come on, man. I mean, that, that's past. I mean, he made a mistake. He went to junior college, and, uh, you know, he went to Blinn. got himself up together, went back to Auburn, won a national championship in one year.
3: So, I mean, stop
0: hating. So, again, you know, we're going to see if he wins, you know, a visceral reaction, definitely. Um, but, you know, I'm like, whatever. I mean, I want to see the, the prototype Cam quarterback win this. Uh, I love Peyton. Uh, I love Elway, as you know, because he's a Stanford man. And, uh, but, you know, again, Peyton's had his ring, man, had his time. I'm glad to see him up in there. Well, well Brady, because it would have been a more treating Super Bowl, but, you know, bottom line is that, uh, you know, Peyton has his ring, man. And I just hope, uh, again, he doesn't embarrass himself on, on Sunday. And and also, real talk, too, man, we got the first Puerto Rican coach that, that, that can win a title. Yeah. My man, another Chicago Bear, cow guy, yeah. Ron Rivera, so... Now, I'm about diversity, so and uh, I love what Carolina's done without Kelvin Benjamin, without some of the the injuries. You know they might not have Thomas Davis, which is really sad because the what he's come through with the the knee injuries and the perseverance. He come off of three ACLs. That takes resiliency, man. That takes that takes strength, mental strength, man. And he's a great citizen as well. Um, so. It's sad for him but the the bottom line, you know, I, I like Denver. Like I said, Denver gets it in, man. Great defense. I love to live, I love, you know, Harris, Ware, you know, Von Miller, Terrence Around Brandon, you know. But uh their offense, you know, Omaha is suspect. So <laughs> you know, Omaha, Omaha, you know, you hear that all a uh, lot, but yeah. Hey, but and then don't sleep on Carolina's defense, number four in the league. Jared Allen's going to try to play. I mean, and, you know, Finnegan still has a little bit in the tank. So, you know, Super Bowl's going to be intriguing, man. I mean, we we have to see how to set the table. I mean, the one thing about Carolina, they got to come with, they can't play they can't play 30-minute games, bro. They got to they gotta play, well, they like they did at, last they if, got two weeks they, ago, they got to play the they, whole game they, and kill them. And they we'll can't get play like they played now, against so. Atlanta. Oh, go ahead.
1: We'll get to deeper analysis in a minute around that, because you're about to get into that. Before we get to that, Hank, build on what, what Hammer said. How are you How are you feeling about this experience around Cam?
3: You know what? Here's the thing about Cam Newton. See, Cam Newton, I, I I was thinking about this today. See, Cam Newton's one of them kind of brothers. I, I, I kind of parallel it with LeBron James in that, you know, their road was different. Okay, you know, I heard Hammer talk about Russell Wilson who transferred from NC State, went to Wisconsin, had was was successful at Wisconsin and and, and did everything the right way. There was there was there was some there was some oiliness around Cam Newton. There was a little bit of oiliness around LeBron James, a young man got all these perks riding around in a Hummer, you know, in high school. Cam Newton coming in and saying that his dad got paid off. He was supposed to went to Mississippi. There was some oiliness around him. Then when he, he wins the Heisman Trophy, there was some oiliness around the the program, you know, uh, at Auburn. Then he comes to the NFL, and he comes to the NFL because he's going to have fun. He's going to enjoy himself and he's talented. Okay? But he was already labeled when he got into the NFL that that he was going to be another one of these prototypical running quarterbacks that that wasn't going to get it done. Ah, but he fooled them. Okay? Just like LeBron fooled them. He came into the league, he wasn't starstruck, he got his game right, and now all of a sudden he's one of the best in the league. And I, and people have a tendency to be very superficial and forget that you know what this man does off off the field that he that he's very charitable, okay, kids love him, okay, but he has fun playing football he You have not heard of Cam Newton being in any sort of scandal he's not he's not uh part of the domestic violence or substance abuse uh, issues. he just goes about his business, he enjoys playing the game, and he enjoys having fun with it but people cannot get past the fact that he is probably going to be the face of the NFL for the next several years. You know, and and so it's like the old guard don't don't like the fact that not only do you have a a, a brother quarterback, you have a brother quarterback that's doing work who is arguably the MVP of the league. Okay, a athlete that they've never seen before excel at the level that he's excelling at and enjoying himself doing it I love Cam Newton I became a Cam Newton fan truly this season when I saw how he really I, I saw the maturity of Cam Newton I saw that while he was still having fun he knew that he had to improve and his team had to improve and I saw that week to week if you watched any of that uh, Cardinals game okay, uh, they dismantled that team they flat-out dismantled that Arizona Cardinals team, which people thought was going to beat Carolina and go on to the Super Bowl. Okay? And, and and which, if you think about it, is insulting. When you think about Carson Palmer, don't, he don't even have good two good table legs, much less two good legs to stand on. But he was Yeah, supposed fools to go out thought to that, that bro.
0: Fools thought that. They, they, nobody. Fools thought that, man. they lost that. I heard. Did
3: you know. see what the line was? Okay? Man, they thought that was going to be an ex- Close game yeah, And my point then, is this
0: Vegas ain't right All the time man
3: Shoot I get man. that But my point is It was still A disrespect To what the Carolina Panthers And what Cam Newton Did all season The team lost One fluky game All season And they and they Admittedly came out And, and thought they Could throw their Jock straps on the field And win that football game That they lost They learned yeah. from that And they also learned From the Seattle game When they played Literally half a game And then had to hang on That was a complete Dismantling of, of Uh of uh, the Cardinals of Arizona. I love Cam Newton. I, I'm I, I'm impressed immensely with the uh with the Carolina Panthers. And by the way, I was going for the New England Patriots, okay? Because there is a Tennessee Michigan thing that goes back to when Charles Woodson won the Heisman Trophy that I still ain't forgot. So I won't never pull for Peyton Manning.
1: <laughs> and you know, That's the thing it, about it, like you you get know, on some deep stuff here. The thing that is so crazy about the whole cam thing that I'm still trying to figure out is you know when the stuff they describe, which is crazy, is stuff they let uh you know people like um you know Rogers and folks get away with they do yeah and and the way in which they nuance their criticisms is uh is is crazy around this, and I love cam uh unwillingness to apologize i mean the exchange he had with the reporter from buffalo was classic when he said you know he put it on you because you know that's that's in in, in you know in in uh and carl and i have engaged in some training around this and some conversation about it. but that's your implicit bias right that's the stuff you bring to the table and you're trying to project that on me i'm not going to play that and rarely do you have a star who does that in a defiant way, and, and you can't do nothing about it.
0: And I think mm-hmm. that's
1: why uh, he's so unique in this way, because now you can't criticize him for not being that throw for the pocket because he's throwing for the pocket, but then he's mm-hmm. still running over you. And you know that's why. And the thing, the crazy thing about it is how much respect he gets from defensive players. Right. Like usually when you have running quarterbacks and stuff like that. They find ways to knock you or whatever. Even though they respected Mike Vick, there's some things about him they would say. When you hear defensive players talk about Cam, they talk about him with great respect. Yeah, you hear Ryan folks, Clark,
0: he didn't you? You about Ryan Clark. Ryan huh? Clark, he got out the way, man. Yeah, and Ryan Clark at ESPN you know, now? He said he got out the way.
3: Yeah, so but, but, but Cam Newton is not. The thing is about Cam Newton, Cam Newton is the size of a linebacker. Okay, he's six six
0: two. De'Anne, bro. De'Anne. He's 6'6". Six, six. He's six six two sixty. DM bro. 260.
3: Okay, then I, I underestimated He's
0: huge. Yeah, he's 260. He's bro. A a he coming
3: around the corner like a, like, like a Mack truck, and he got moves, and he can sling that ball down the field. He's, again, he's an athlete at that position that they've never seen before, okay? An African-American or a black quarterback that can throw the ball down the field that's big, that's strong, that's powerful, that's got command of his game, Okay, and it has got command of his offense. It is
0: it is, it is, it is a new era in the NFL, and, you know, the old guard is having a hard time with it. So... My yeah, I mind mean, is that the game has changed with the NFL, man. And so, uh, we'll just, the still scared. I, I'll never forget, <laughs> they, they try to compare me to Marcus Russell. So I'm like, this, that's just, you don't know football, man. Know and, and I think
1: that was part I, – I think I – think you, it's great that you put that out there. I, how much did DeMarcus Russell affect camp? Because he was such – he was equally as big, equally supposed to be a talented, but he was su- – his crash was just so brutal. How much but his work ethic
3: sucked. Just he just he, – he, he got to the league and thought that, you know, all he had to do was show up. And then the thing is about DeMarcus Russell that makes me mad is the fact that the was willing to give him an opportunity, but he just was bound and determined to stay in his own way. <laughs> wow. yeah, 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 yeah. But also
0: that that, that that purple drink got him too, man. This is real, real, real bad. The purple drink <laughs> got him,
2: man. I mean, that's that's, that's what got that brother, man. That
0: purple drink is, man, that drama mean, my goodness. Mm-mm. No, that's, I mean, I don't think he was that bad, I mean, but, that drama, mean that's that that's that's some rough stuff, man. That's why it's illegal. Yeah. It, like, I mean, you got Ranchers. I mean, I, like I said, you can't you can't make up a caricature of a drug like 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 Purple Drink, man. You got Jolly Ranchers and Dramamine and and Col- yeah. cough syrup, and he's casting are, are, are flushing down thirty million dollars down the toilet over some Jolly Ranchers.
3: Some Jolly Ranchers. Only, only
0: in Amer- only in America. Only only yep. in America, man. Yeah, and that fool was up there, at 300 pounds, trying to play, trying to play uh, quarterback. Like quarterback. I mean, I mean, we gave him a tryout. The Bears did, but that showed just how raggedy Cutler was.
3: No, nah, he, he wanted to stay down in Alabama man. in his barber shop.
0: Yeah, yeah, just,
3: yeah. Again, but
0: but Cam, 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 I'm 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 praying for him because I think again it'll it'll help the game of football. Uh, you know, all this stuff with the CTE coming up with Ken Stabler and, you know, all this the concussion stuff they're trying to, you know, they're trying to just besmirch football because of the demographics, to be real. But, again, I mean, come on. It's like boxing. Like, if, if you're hitting somebody, obviously you're going to have injuries. And the same thing with football. Football, there's a reason why the average player only lasts three or four years. Right, right. Let's should be real about it. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not, I mean, you're you're going, I mean, like you for example, Cam's a perfect example. Cam had an injury when we had that car crash last year. Right. He had mm-hmm. an injury of four games, and Romo had that same injury on the field, and the dude had it was in a car and flipped over. So basically, football is like a series of car, car wreck. crashes.
3: <laughs> yeah, car wrecks.
0: Yeah, car crashes. Right. <laughs> car wreck. Car
3: Because
0: cause, cause people you know, so car wrecks and, and they talk about so, but football is a deadly sport and. You know, but they're all worried about it and all. You know, we going to play football. I mean, in the hood, let's be real about it. It's a way to get right. the hood. And, uh, you know, the, the the camp kids and the suburban kids don't want to play it. You know, hey, I don't want to see you. Because, I mean, again, if you ain't got the heart for it, it 6 or, you know, or even 10 or so, you don't need to play in the NFL. Because they'll, they'll knock exactly. you out.
2: So exactly. we don't
0: need you. If, if you if we don't need you. If you can't tell Mama, I want to play and you going to play soccer or lacrosse or something like that, go ahead. We don't need you. We need Warriors on Sunday. We don't need camp kids on Sunday.
1: Right. <laughs> so I know Lamar's probably listening because I, I refer to Duke as camp kids. We'll get back to that one another day. So the
0: yeah, other he loves the those camp there. kids. And how, how are you from Rockford, Illinois, like Duke, man? I'm like, are you serious? I mean, I love Lamar as my and, 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 boy,
3: but. And, and he's the, a Jacksonville, he Jacksonville, Jacksonville
0: Jaguars
1: like, fan. Come on, man. He, he, he's from Rockford. He likes the Jacksonville Jaguars and Duke. And I'm just like, it took me a while to understand how that happened. we we'll have to get him an air to, like, lay that out. But you from Rockford, Illinois, you like Jacksonville Jaguars and Duke. But his boy is even worse. He liked the Dolphins and Duke. I'm like, what, what in the last 30, 40 years got you liking the Dolphins? Like, you wasn't even born. I, I'll talk about that later on. But, but – <laughs> But but talk about Peyton. Uh, so I'll start with you, Hank, because you said you, this Tennessee thing. But 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 do you think this is Peyton's last rodeo? And again, where's Peyton in all of this? And kind of how are you feeling about that? Your know, Tennessee bias aside, but you know Peyton, who is the other side of his coin. You know, how, how what are you thinking about him and where he's at and his legacy as he enters what could be his final game?
3: Well, well, all, all all jokes aside, Peyton Manning is is a great quarterback. Okay, and he and he's got some of the some passing records here in the NFL. I think that when you look at Peyton Manning and what he himself was able to do for offenses, you know, especially with the Indianapolis Colts, just just he alone, you know, was able to turn uh, a lot of offenses into prolific offenses because he was able to read defenses so well. Um. I, you know the one thing about Peyton Manning. I, again, I, I think that when I look at Peyton Manning, uh, given the fact that you know outside of a, a Dan Marino, in which he's won him a Super Bowl, uh, I, I I have a hard time making him one of the greatest ever greatest ever because what happened to Peyton Manning is when he got to the big stage, save against the Bears. Okay, sorry, Hammer. Is uh, uh, but y'all had Grossman that game, so again, I'm sorry again.
0: Yeah, Grossman's garbage, man.
3: Yeah. I know. I'm I, sorry. That's away from
0: winning the title, man.
3: Yeah, but but yeah. but but my point is that when he's gotten on that big stage, for some reason he has he it hasn't worked for him, and this goes all the way back to college. Okay, if you follow his career, you know he has him some nice receivers at Tennessee when he thought he was going to win the Heisman, but he had an opportunity to show what kind of quarterback he had in college, and he laid an egg there. Then he gets to the pros and you know they 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 their teams were historically winning twelve games and they get to the playoffs and you know games they should have flat out won. And then even when you look at the the, the year when they lost to Seattle, Peyton and Peyton Manning lost fine. Now see this was the same insane Peyton Manning that during the regular season would probably dismantle a great defense. He has he had did it. I don't know what a, a, a switch goes off in his head. And let's not get it twisted. He did not beat the New England Patriots two weeks ago. That was that defense. That defense had had uh, Tom Brady on his back worse than any hooker in any cheap hotel. I mean, they were knocking <laughs> him down all over the place. Okay? Let's, 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 let's call it what it is. So, I mean, his legacy, would it be nice for him to go out to be able to erase some of those uh, – uh, missteps and win the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah, of course. But if you really are being honest, ask yourself, what do you really expect from Peyton Manning on, on Sunday? At, and, and that will and tell you all you want to know about it. Great quarterback, great regular season quarterback. But he was a playoff liability.
2: Yeah, yeah uh, I mean,
0: again, the playoff record speaks for itself. Uh, Peyton just is, I mean, you saw it at Tennessee just – there's no resiliency. I mean, this was stunning as far I mean the defense got in mean, the Super Bowl. Not not Peyton. I mean Peyton in the bottom line, Osweiler played right in his hands. Osweiler's dumb. He can't read defenses. And that's why Peyton's back in there, uh, you know, himself. So the bottom line is that um I agree with you again, he only won a super bowl because of Rex Grossman's incompetence. Yeah. And uh and uh, you know, we we should have a super bowl, Lovey Smith should be still the healthy coach of the Chicago Bears, if not worry. But um yeah, again with Peyton, like I said, I'll give him credit for resiliency coming back for the, the, the four neck injuries, but you're right, he hasn't he hasn't uh he, he hasn't delivered man in the big stage. He lost at the, the one Super Bowl, um, what was it to to uh, New Orleans. Um, so the bottom line is that um you know, his his legacy's on the line, uh, on Sunday. And I think his legacy's gonna show that he was a great quarterback that could win the big game and he only beat you right, the Rex Grossman led Chicago Bears. And that uh, they ain't saying too much, so.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, 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 Hammer, I'm going to stick with you. We're moving into predi- prediction zone. And who you got winning? Talk to me about who you got winning and why, and what where the keys to it.
0: I got Carolina winning, and uh, the reason why is the balance. So you got Cam, and then also people sleeping on John and Stewart. John Stewart's come back from injury, just bringing it, and so. The the line is bringing it. Um, Ted Gins really Olsen. It's amazing what they've done without Kelvin Benjamin this year. I mean they 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 put a fork in their season. They had uh, Revere on the firing line again when uh, Ben went back down in the preseason. And don't sleep on this defense too. You know Finnegan obviously is on the, on his last legs, but he's bringing it. He wants that ring. Uh, he's a dirty play. Gets it in, and he's gonna make sure again that uh, Demarius Thomas and Sanders and all those cats, man. They're going. Well, they're going to work for their their, their catches. So, um, again, with Denver, the key's going to be can they get off uh, Ronnie Harmon and CJ Anderson. I, I don't see it. They've been very inconsistent all year. I think when they lose this game on Sunday, they got to go get a, a top running back. Um, the fact, my man Monty Ball got cut from there. Spoke volumes because, um, you know, again, CJ Anderson and uh, and Harmon just haven't brought it this year and haven't brought the balance to, to the offense. And, and the main thing is that they get behind early, they're done. And that's what I is gonna happen because uh Cam's is a different type of beastman. They're not gonna be able to rush him like, like Demarcus Ware and Miller did and Derek Wolf. Great players, but you know, and again they got a great defense, but the the bottom line is gonna be Cam, the to to, to Olson, um, gonna exploit that that weakness in secondary. Josh Norman's one of the most overrated players in in the in the world. And um, I definitely see, again, Stewart, you know, really, I mean, Cam will be the MVP, but Stewart will really be the key as far as setting the table. I mean, his running has been amazing, and he really has taken over, um, you know, for when they let D'Angelo go and be a lead back. And also was it, they had the luxury to, to put him down and have Artis Payne come in there and, and Father Wigger come in there and give him some rest and get him ready for the real games, which is Sunday in Santa Clara when they're going to hold up the Lombardi trophy and my man's going to dab it up for the crowd and, uh, again, show them uh, what it is. So I got uh, Carolina. I don't like to say scores, but, you know, I, what comes to mind, 27-10 or something, but, you know, I, I don't care. Win's a win. There's no more victories in sports. There you go. So,
1: Hank. I well, listen, to okay.
3: I'm gonna tell you when I when I when I go back two weeks ago, I think about the Denver Broncos at home with that incredible defensive uh, game against the defending uh, world champions, who had all their weapons were injured, and you had an immobile quarterback, and yet that game came down to a two point conversion, and and the questionable coaching call by the genius Bill Belichick not to kick a field goal with about five minutes left in the game. Otherwise, we'd be talking about another matchup. With that being said, you go back on the other side. You look at this team where they have weapons. They have a very capable tight end in Greg Olson. You have two nice outside wide right receivers. Then you got my boy from Big Blue, Devin Funches, who actually caught a touchdown pass last week. You got a running game, which New England did not have. Him. then you got a running quarterback there. You can blitz him if you want to, but the man can simply chuck it down the field and he can make you miss. And you're not going to be able to arm tackle him, and you're not going to be able to. Uh, or just knock him down, or, or intimidate him. He is more intimidating than that. That being said, I, I, and then when you when you look at this game, anyone who was looking for a tight game, you have to go to Peyton Manning playing the game of his life in the Super Bowl, okay. And then you have to then ask yourself, okay, is he capable of doing it? Now he might, but I wouldn't have to. If I but if I had to put a gun in my head, I wouldn't I wouldn't go with it. I'm looking for Carolina to win this game. I'm looking forward to be close in the first half simply because of nerves. But I expect, I expect Cam Newton to, to blow up by the second half. I don't think Denver's defense can play 60 minutes. And I don't expect any, uh, their their offense to generate anything. I'm looking for a score of something like 34-14, to 14 Carolina. And, yet my man's going to be dabbing all over the place. Uh, and I hope they let him be the MVP, uh, you know, and, and the NFL don't embarrass themselves by doing something stupid.
1: It, this is a it, – it's so all... – you know, uh and I'm gonna I'm gonna look go back into the stacks and get uh some of our uh podcasts that were around when Cam was being drafted, because I was in this intense debate with a number of folks, Game Changer and PLT and others and, and Ray and all these folks about Cam because I I was I was talking about why I thought he was going to be a great quarterback. And my eyes, when I watched him at Auburn, just told me something different than what I was hearing some of these draft folks. And you go back and read what folks wrote about him. And it almost felt like, you know, uh, you know, I was watching something different than folks was watching. But one of the things that I realized about Cam, if you say nothing else about him, in these championship game moments, he lives for it. If you watch yes, him, he, screen, does. he he is so relaxed. This is the moment if you're gonna beat Cam, you need to beat him in a first round of playoffs, you need to beat him prior. But when he's in these kind of moments, there is no one who is who embraces and leans into this moment more than him. I mean, he is relaxed. You look at him and then you look at Peyton, tense, you look at him and not relaxed like he underestimated the moment. Relax because he knows this moment, and he knows he's prepared for the moment. So that's one aspect. And I think from a strategy, I think y'all hit some things. I think Denver had, you know, everybody's talking about them being a top ten defense of all times, and, you know, I'm, I'm, analytics people kill me with this because you got to contextualize things, but they are great defense. But I think one of the things that's difficult for their style of defense is the way in which Carolina runs the football Given that cam you don't you just can't account for the quarterback, most people who play defense, we never account for the quarterback running, and not a quarterback who runs like a running back. It ain't a Michael Vick like all we need to do is get one shot on him, and we're gonna be okay. but just wait for our shot with the game. You can't hope to knock him out the game, so when right. you think about the running game it it's 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 the kind of thing that can isolate their rushers on the outside because you got to be. They're not going to tee off the way they try to tee off against uh Tom Brady because they gotta respect the fact that Cam might be running. So that part I think is uh uh is and I think he has as much of a command of his offense and the way it runs as 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 the sheriff has of his offense. And you watch him at the line. The other thing that I think on the on the on the uh, Carolina side is the linebacker play. I think if Candle get the MVP, Luke Kuechly will. Because the fact that the fact that uh 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 Manning can't stretch the field, he's gonna be throwing short routes, if those linebackers are extraordinary in getting under routes and getting interceptions. When you think about when you talk about Denver, I know Denver's got a great group of front seven, but the the, the, the difference is how these linebackers play in coverage. And I know Davis is gonna be mending the arm and all these other things. I think Keekly getting back into the curl, allowing him to get up under routes, don't be surprised if he pick one and take it back. Right, And so the ability for them, those linebackers and how they play, is going to be uh, extraordinary. And so um, uh, I I agree with you. You know, I'm feeling I don't like getting the scores, but I do. I I think it's going to be in that range. I think it's going to be, you know, something like, uh, you know, you know, uh, you know, 27, 17, or 32, 34, you know, 14, something like that, with, with really a push that's late in, like, the third, fourth quarter where they kind of push away on it where Cam gets his juices. Uh, it starts to flow in, starts to doing the first down, dabbing on him. Uh, but he is made for this moment. So it's going to be exciting. It sounds like all three of us uh going with Carolina. You know, uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I just think where, where it might they might press is in the fourth quarter. I think they might get one or two touchdowns in the fourth that'll stretch that thing out to to fourteen uh, uh, in a way. Let's mm-hmm. let's deal with a couple other football things here before we take a break. And, and I'll go back to you, Hank, since you you there, Megatron. Now, right? People, now I'll start, let me start with this. I grew up in Michigan. Everybody says, "Why aren't you a Lions fan?" I reply to people and say, name somebody who coached the Lions who's gone on a coaching of team. In all my right. lifetime, I've never seen it done. And, and people talk about Barry Sanders, and they talk about Megatron, but I'm going to take it back. They forget Billy Sims. They do, yep. You, <laughs> yep.
3: you know, they think it just started with, 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 with that, but Billy
1: Sims, who to me is the most underrated, forgotten running back,
0: you you know that man, and so yeah, not not to, just, me, just, not to yeah. me, not to me. For the fools, yeah. But Billy, Billy Sims was a, was a beast, but he got. I mean, the modern medicine wasn't there yet, brother, and so sadly, his career was cut short. Um, but and and with Mega, the bottom line with Mega, that um, you know, the pain. I mean, again, he wants to not be arthritic and uh, be able to move around in his fifties and sixties. So he decided to. To you know, turn in, you'll be a hall of famer. Um, you know, it, it's sad about it, but you know, like we talked about, football is a rough game, man. I mean, football. The average person is three or four years, man. That's it. So, the fact you know, that I'll I tell three... you,
3: I think that if if you look at him right now, what he's 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 still in his prime. Okay, yeah, and you're right. He he's been beaten up, but if this team had had a had a, a decent uh, playoff run, let's say that uh, they had a couple of key injuries, but they were on the cusp of the playoffs, and they I say on the cusp of the Super Bowl, and they were going to make a couple more moves. I believe that he would give it a shot. I think he would come back. The reason why he's contemplating is like, listen, this ain't worth it. This The, the one thing about the, the Lions, the Detroit Lions, is that they are consistently inconsistent. That's the one thing you can say about it. <laughs> That 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 you they are consistently they 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 go zero and sixteen they tease you, they 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 let people stay over there that have no pedigree of winning, you know let them just destroy this team just this team they have no plan, they draft players they don't need they draft players that can't play, and and if you are somebody like a Calvin Johnson and you're nine years into the league you see it's not lost on me that Barry Sanders got nine years into his career and said enough. Okay? And he left after a five and eleven season too. Well when he left they were for five and eleven. Megatron leads leaves at seven and nine. These are guys are two of the greatest players that have ever played the Detroit Lions in the last twenty years. The fact of the matter is, is that if they were with somebody else, I I if he was with the New England Patriots, I think he would have he would try to rest strap it in for another two years. Okay? Because there is an opportunity to win a, a championship. If he's with the Pittsburgh Steelers He's probably going to try it for another two years. There's a chance to win a championship, okay? Those teams have got pedigrees of how to win, how to get there. If he was with the Chicago Bulls, maybe not the Chicago Bears. But he was no, with the Chicago
0: Bears. Bears, he'd be. we need him. We need him better than Alshon. Y'all want Alshon now, so
3: well, listen, uh, I'll take it. him over Alshon. That's my yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah, let's That's it my out. point. True. All of a sudden, you throw out a name out there, an Alshon Jeffrey, okay, to, to, to replace Megatron. Have you even done your homework? Do you need him? Okay. You've already got Golden Tate over. There. This is what we're talking about y'all can
0: about. have Alshon. I Man, Alshon is is a fragile and he doesn't want to play in Chicago either. So y'all can have Alshon.
3: Oh. Right see but see here's the thing. I'm not I am I am I've got to be I see, I'm not a Detroit Lions fan neither. I just live here. Okay. The thing about it is you know, that's why college sports is so big here in, in, in southeast Michigan. Because, you know, those, those those poor Lions fans, every last one of them, that's why Henry Ford Hospital is so popular, because they got ulcers and stress-related you know, stuff going on. I, I, I gave it up a long time ago. I'm just telling you the truth. And when you see players just going to give it up in their prime, and yeah. Now, see, Megatron hasn't even had any in, 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 in head-related injuries. A lot of his is with his ankles and stuff like that, granted. Football-related injuries are tough, but you're telling me he he's he's quitting. He's quitting because he doesn't see he doesn't want to go through another rebuild with this team. And if you're asking me, I don't blame him. I don't think this has anything to do with his health. I think that if he really was with a team that was going to seriously contend next season, he would play. But he does not want to rebuild and deal with this crap another year. The Lions just they got a new um, they got a new uh, GM. They're keeping their coach. The, the, the old lady, 91 years old, is making decisions for the team. It, it's ridiculous. It reads really like a sitcom.
0: Well, you, okay? you, thought, you thought Caldwell should have been fired, bro? I mean, listen, it was his fault. I'm
3: not saying he should have been fired. When when you get to the point where you don't even know, the man started one in seven. Okay? The old lady comes up, oh, I love Jim Caldwell. Then he keeps his job. Okay, no, I got no. No, they, they, got,
0: they got they got they got rid of, they got with Lombardi's kid, and, and they put in uh, what's his name, Joe Joe Bob, or what's his name? Yeah, was yeah, it? Jim Bob Cooley. All, all, all of a sudden, it, so. they,
3: beat, they beat a bunch of teams that none of them made the playoffs. Okay, save the Green Bay Packers, who was dysfunctional at the time. Okay, and he saved his job because he beat Green Bay in Green Bay, and he beat um, uh, and he won on Thanksgiving. All right, oh, against a team that fired their coach. All right, so I mean, the thing about it is, if you're not, if you don't have a direction, if you're already going to dictate to your GM, your new GM, what you're going to do, then yeah. And if you're saying to, to Megatron, what guarantees have I got that, that we're going to be able to contend next year? All right, when, you know, and, and that's the thing about it. I think the reason why he hasn't come out and said, I'm done, is because he wants to wait and see. But, um,. Because right now there's there's rumor that he may not he may not quit, you know that but, then, but, but, that tells but, all I need to know right there. He said I might want to play, I just don't want to play with y'all. Hey,
1: but hey, how much of that is the indictment of Stafford? I mean, you know, I got all my problems with Georgia football because you you, you know other than Heinz Ward that uh, uh-huh. I love uh, as a Steelers fan, but St- Matt Stafford as much talent as he's supposed to have, he drives you crazy. And the only reason people don't criticize him like they criticize your boy in Chicago is because he somewhat looked like he engaged. But I see him make his He's much
3: more likable than Jay Cutler, okay? He's He's much much more likable than Jay Cutler, okay? He's more of a team player. But let me tell you this, okay? If you talk about Matt Stafford, you mentioned Georgia. Go back and look at his senior year in Georgia, and go look at the look at the tape for, from 2016. He's the same quarterback. There has not been any progression from his college days. He still makes the same boneheaded plays. He has cost more offensive coordinators their job because he ain't got it in between his ears. They don't want to get rid of him because he's, he's the most talented quarterback they got on their roster. That's an indictment on that franchise. He got no competition on there. They had uh, Kellen Moore. And Don Orlovsky as the backup quarterbacks to to Matt Stafford, you would have thought he was Tom Brady or somebody. He didn't deserve that. He needed to have a competition. And yeah, and, and I mean that's Stafford, part of Stafford's a all, great talent, well. but
0: nothing between the you know between the ears and um, bad decisions, and, and it's just um, I mean he's got he's got first overall talent, and uh, he's got Mister Relevant uh, you know uh, IQ so football IQ so. That's a problem. That's why he's a mediocre player. So um yeah, I mean I, again, I like Staff Stafford won me a, a, a fantasy a league one year. I mean he's he's hot <laughs> and cold but he but the bottom line is that he, he's not what he should be. He should be a prolific passer with his talent. But I think yeah, mega has gone through a lot of injuries, man, again, I'm gonna mega say A hammer. I'm gonna
1: say that's my diamond. And and so hammer.
0: I I I agree with you, maybe, yeah, if he was playing for the New England Patriots. Then I, he wouldn't retire. I mean, he would take it more, you know, like C. Woodson did. But you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, again, the fact that he said before the season this was his, he, he was this is going to be his last year. I mean, they went one and seven, obviously put put fuel in the fire. But you don't know. I mean, again, football is a rough game. Barry left early. Everyone would argue why Barry left early. Um, you know, Billy Sims left. For, it's a it's a boo game, and so it, it matters the point of the quality of life. Do you want? Do you want to be like uh, Earl Campbell where? You know, you literally cannot walk up the stairs in your house. you right. got to stay downstairs. When well, well, you,
1: know you, you, you know you got an organization that can win, you like Davis where well, you're going to play with a fractured arm. <laughs> you believe that you can get it done. Exactly.
3: So, you know, These players that win, have retired win, win, early, win. go back and take a look at who they played with. Go back and look and see who they played with. They're not gonna put. They're not gonna sacrifice their body, all right. And they and they ain't winning. They I might as well get out the game now.
1: Yep. Yeah. And, and so I, I think that's something. Well, we're gonna watch this. Yeah, we're gonna come back. I'm gonna bring y'all back. We're gonna see how this as we get closer to it. Um, the Raiders in Vegas, man. You know, man. I've been in Vegas, and I'm and I am kind of surprised that they haven't had a franchise in Vegas. Given it's, it's this, the thing is crazy. People talk about not having a franchise in Vegas. But the Giants are right in there, Atlantic City. Like nobody says anything,
2: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> but everybody talks about why you can't have a professional team in Vegas, and we got kind of professional teams all around Atlantic City
2: where there's gambling going
1: on. So it, it, it kind of... But but you hear about the Raiders in Vegas. I think you got the Raiders. They they're trying to you know work San depending on what yeah, happens yeah. with uh, uh, San Diego, whether or not they can get in that deal. But Vegas, what do you think about Vegas as a market? Uh, uh, let's start with you, Hank, and come back to Hammer after this.
3: Listen, okay, here, here's the thing. You know, the NFL just being greedy. Uh, one thing they keep talking about is, is, <laughs> is the sports gambling, the legal sports gambling in Vegas. I question whether they would even have a fan base in, in Las Vegas, all right? I, you know, when you, you just said to yourself, you in Vegas. There's a lot to do in Vegas, all right? And, and, and also, it's a million degrees in Vegas. Okay, even in December. So my point is this: if you're going to move a team, you can build a giant stadium if you want to. Are you going to be able to fill it? Okay, and and is Las Vegas a place, or it's just are you just selling the stadium itself? All right, that 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 would be my question. It's like if you're going to put a, a, a professional franchise there, you have to at least wonder if you're going to have a fan base for that for that franchise. It don't make any sense to me. It don't make any sense to me because I don't know how, to, how the franchise itself is going to make any money, okay? I don't know how you're going to develop a fan base for the Raiders in Las Vegas.
0: I,
1: I, I think, totally I think
0: disagree. I mean, on. people,
1: people, I people love football. A, first of, M, of M, all, they're lying. I'll L.A. Transplants. Oh, go ahead, sorry. I'll get you a minute. I, and I, I think they're banking on uh, the uh, – the 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 thing that people from the Bay Area and L A already go to Vegas like it's short flight their behavior you know uh, Southwest Airlines I mean they 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 can really leverage both those historical fan bases in addition to growing it but but Hammer let me let me get you there let me get you bring you in because I think that you were going along those lines and then we'll, we'll come back to it but. Amber, you I think that's where you were going,
0: so go ahead and talk about it. Yeah. Um you have a lot of let's just face it, I mean I lived in Cali for four years at Stanford. Uh Cali's outpriced people. People are moving to Vegas. Uh, there are a lot of fans there. Um, I disagree Disagree with my brother Hank about I think that Vegas would support a team. I think they want a team, they want to be in the major league for They want I know they wanted a baseball team. So the bottom line is that um, you know, um, I, I just think that uh, they're making a mistake with Vegas. I mean, Vegas is a, a party place. Football is a great game. It's only one once a week, and the the, the build up to the atmosphere of uh, partying would be um, tremendous in Vegas. And I would love to see a football game in Vegas. I love to go in the summer league in Vegas. It's tremendous. So um, I, I just disagree uh, with, with brother Hank on that.
3: Well, again, let me let me let me just say this though, I, and just to, to, to parlay on what you were talking about. Body being a party place And a gambling place Okay Now if you're going to Unless you're going to do something With illegal sports gambling Okay And which I know The, NBA, the uh, NFL claims I don't believe it But they claim They got an issue with that But um, You know that, that piece In and of itself Are you going to pull people I understand what you're saying About the party and stuff But are you going to pull people out To go see the NFL Now the reason why I say that is because there's people who love the NFL in Jacksonville. There's people who love the NFL in other teams in other uh, cities where the teams absolutely suck, and people aren't going to come out to see them. So I'm 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 asking if you are you going to develop a, a fan base that's going to go out to see a mediocre uh, football team in Las Vegas when there's so much to do there? That's 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 my question. So so I I, I just wonder how how that's going to work. I mean, because they've tried that. Other sports franchises have tried that where they've tried to put the, put sports franchises where uh, there's really not a a homegrown fan base and thinking that having a professional franchise there is going to help build on it. And quite frankly, they're struggling. Look at the Tampa Bay Rays in baseball. That team has gone through the World Series. been a decent team. They can't get anybody in Tropicana Field down in Florida. And it's warm. It's got other stuff to do alright just, just,
1: All right, just yeah. <laughs> we gonna do this. Y'all y'all got this thing going. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a little uh musical interlude, take a breath here. We're gonna come back and talk a little bit more about this. We're gonna talk about Johnny Johnny Johnny, what's going on him. We're gonna talk some pop culture stuff. Kanye stuff was crazy. We're gonna get into a little bit of people versus Simpson, um, and, and really put that out. Um, may hit the Oscar Boycott Bay Not, we'll probably uh, go with that. And then we're gonna give time, because you know we got the man from inside the park to give us a little bit more on what's happening here in the winter season on baseball, get us up a little bit on that, and then we'll close with some NBA stuff. But you know, I wanna I wanna uh take a little break, let my guy, DJ Schlick, uh take us in a little bit, we'll come back and uh make this happen. You listen to one mic on uh Real Sports Guys uh platform, uh our our other uh premier uh podcast uh going on with that. And uh, I'm here with my man uh, Hank and uh, Hammer, and uh, we're having a good time, and we'll be back uh, after these messages.
0: What, well, everybody? It's your boy D.J. Slick rocking here with R.S.G.
3: Let's do it big. Let's go. Right about
2: now, right about now, right about now. Right about now. you're about to be Rock, rock.
1: And always friend us at Real Sports Guys Radio on Facebook. And always you can always catch us at real Thank you for supporting us. ours. All right, all right. Welcome back to One Mike. This is D. Wills. Uh, we're here with One Mike, with Hank, and uh, my man the Hammer, uh, talking about some good stuff. And we left off a little bit talking about the Vegas and what was going on in terms of the Raiders. Um, but we're gonna get a little bit into some pop culture stuff, guys. A lot of crazy stuff. You know, it's funny because athletes want to be entertainers. The entertainers want to be athletes. You know, I just want to break away this real quick on this stuff. He put too much time on it. But, you know, athletes are great on Twitter and social media. There's a lot of stuff on there. But, hey, in Hammer, Hammer, I'll start with you. Did you see the stuff on Kanye and Amber Rose? What was your response? (laughs) You Chicago guy, what went down?
3: there
2: yeah You might
1: not be there but hey why don't you go with it
3: okay listen I, all i heard <laughs> all i heard was amber rose's uh response to which i said oh my i mean what just happened <laughs> you know and I'm, I'm like i'm like that, that i could have gone my whole life without knowing that you know so um i you know you know kanye everybody know kanye is kanye Okay. I mean, he he he's he's a he's a polarizing character in and of himself. And 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 who if you ain't seen Ambrose and and you're a man then shame on you. So, I mean, but uh I mean, that's that's your fault. But <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean, you you know, people don't mind telling their business these days. That's all I can say about that. That's the only comment I could possibly make about that real quick. <laughs> It was was
1: crazy It was crazy uh, Because uh, uh, You know I was like I look at the responses And the funny thing That's the most humble I've ever seen Kanye Um, Yeah You know Because Because He 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 he, he always got something to say When she dropped that one on him He just went Straight humble uh, On that Yeah So I, I was, I was, I was, uh, uh, it was, it, it's a lesson, particularly, you know, our athletes are always on there, but you got to know where you're going. You got to be like an attorney. You got to know the answer to that question before you ask it. Cause he right. came in, mama right. came in and dropped that bomb on him so tough. I was like, and he sat down at TMZ came up to him. He was headed to the airport. He was all humble.
3: <laughs> what you going to say? What you going to say? You know what that means, right? You know what that means, right? That means she has some more stuff. All he had to, all he had to do was give her a reason. And she was going to she was going to light him up. See any time a dude is quiet come on now fellas. Anytime a girl that cracked on you once and you don't come back hard, that means she got some more and you know it. <laughs> it's, it's your best move to shut it down right now.
1: And I, I was just, I was thrown off, man. I could not, could not believe it. Enough, uh, enough with that. People versus OJ Simpson. Yeah. Now, a lot of the youngins out there, if you, you know, if you under 30 maybe or whatever it might be, you know, you know, I remember I just had a conversation with my daughter. I watched the first, uh, uh, uh stint of it on T V and uh, you know, I, I explained to her but you know, particularly with Lion when he talks about um, you know, the fact that he wasn't black, he was OJ in this kind of whole context of race. And we had this really good conversation and she would try to explain it and then they showed the uh the next the scene to so the, the the next uh show where he uh he came on. It was and 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 Darden was in the hood and the folks in the hood was like You know, OJ ain't black. And the time when I was having this conversation with my daughter, she was like, "She was like, oh, that's what that means." And so, like, the historical times were crazy about that. But can you remember where where you were when he was in the Bronco chase?
3: I I can't exactly tell you where I was at. I was at home watching the NBA finals. I was watching. uh, It was New York and Houston, and and Dayton yourself who were some of the players of that? Akeem Olajuwon was still playing. Mark yeah. Jackson was still playing. You know, it was a pretty it was a pretty entertaining uh final. And they break. They break. And That's the next right. thing they know because, see they thought that you see this Bronco going down the street. They say, Oh, Jay is gonna commit suicide, Al Collins has got him, it's the slowest police chase. I'm like, what's going on? Because at from that point you know they they had made him he was he was he was questioned, but they hadn't yet made him a suspect in this thing, and then all of a sudden they would say that he had did it, and so the police had come to arrest him, and he drove and that that I won't ever forget that that was the craziest thing I was watching the hoop game, and I was like, "What the heck is going on here? you know and it and, it, and they and they followed that they just cut the game off and they followed that thing all the way till they got to his house until they till they picked him up it was the most surreal thing i've ever i've ever seen
1: yeah. and 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 coming uh, you know out of the Rodney King situation right you like i don't know what these folks going to do to him uh-huh <laughs> and you got people on the bridge you got people on the bridge who are talking about this right right and so you know that that's uh, you know that's amazing. You know, I mean, they're like waving to him, and just the crazy thing about it.
3: yeah, they had signs made and stuff. You know, we believe in you, OJ, and all this crazy. It was it was silly, and then the thing was, was how quickly that turned. <laughs> how quickly that turned.
1: So so where were you when the verdict came down?
3: I was at work. Now this was now, now I'm gonna tell you. Now this was weird. I was at work, and uh, I work at I work at the hospital, and we was in this waiting area, and I mean there was a bunch of people there, black and white people, were in the waiting area when they was when they read the verdict, and I mean you're talking about emotions that literally are uh, split along along racial lines, because uh, without getting all into that, you, if you're watching that, folks who haven't seen it pay close attention to it, but it literally split along racial lines. And it wasn't, you know, as you know, historically, the Rodney King thing had happened like in 93 or something like that, 94. And so, you know, people, you know, were still, you know, into this thing, understood what was going on. But uh, I will never forget that when they they said he was not guilty, black people literally cheered and white people just kind of like slumped. And, I mean, they looked at the black people cheering as if as though, you know, they hated them. I won't even forget that. That was here in Ann Arbor. That, that, that's the kind of impact that verdict had, you know, and, and 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 to the point where people were not talking to each other. They literally were not talking to each other for, for a minute. Yeah, um, they I, were I talk- remember I, 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 was, I
1: was recruiting for a small college in the Midwest, and I was in Ohio recruiting back roads coming from a career for on my way, I think, Cleveland. And I remember being I remember cheering but then being nervous about driving and getting to Cleveland through these back roads. Right. You know, as if you know, uh you know, I, you you did really became very nervous because 'Cause you're like, folks ain't gonna let this go. And right. uh, it was like you said, it was it was amazing because it was the first time in history that black folks felt like they won in a court of law. Right. Especially after right. coming out of that decision around Rodney King, you had NWA and you had all these folks, you had public, and you had the whole, this kind of national movement around this kind of rebellion around how this was happening going down. And this was like so public because you had Johnny Cochran, because we, we had never seen, a an attorney with that kind of swag, right? Right. We had never seen somebody who came at it like that and had that much of a command, and so, right. um, you know, that part was a, that was a, that was amazing, um, you know, for us to see that you actually could counter the power structure, and so, and OJ was really that first athlete that transcended, you know, people talk about Jordan. But the juice the juice laid the really laid the blueprint for Jordan and people do people because they don't know it, it's kinda of like folks don't realize remember how good Isaiah was as a basketball player. Because everything right, happened. Right. But 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 OJ was doing this big before Jordan he was the rent a car guy. Like yeah. he was doing this thing at a level where you're talking about access to brand and marketing and money. You know, everybody kind of linked up to Jordan, but it was really
3: OJ for people who really grew up. Right.
1: And I don't think there are a lot of folks who don't understand how big he was.
3: No, they don't. They 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 understand the criminal piece, but you you know you're absolutely right. He made movies. He was in big movies. You know, after his football career, he was the first NFL player to rush for two thousand yards in a season. I mean, he had a very uh, successful uh, collegiate NFL and, you know, um, a movie career. You know, it took a lot of people by surprise that he was, in. you know, involved in this thing. But there were so many twists and turns to it. And, and the TV show, I don't want to relive it personally, you know, but yeah. I wouldn't begrudge anybody watching it. But, I mean, um, the thing about it, was, it just has so many twists and turns. And I know that... You know, as a black man, you know, I, I, I really didn't want him to be guilty. I liked O.J. Simpson. And I really didn't want him to be guilty of such a heinous crime. And then there was just so much that you could just tell that was seedy and not done right. You know, that that you it, it got to the point where it wasn't even about justice anymore. It was just about winning. I think Johnny Cochran, Johnny Cochran definitely brought that to the forefront, that this was all about winning. And it wasn't about the law anymore. It was about what can I do to win. I don't think we'll ever know the whole truth, but uh, it, it was a it was a point in history that that if you lived through it, you know it, it, it was it was it was a, it was a drama, real life drama, and it was in everybody's houses and everybody talked about it.
1: And the reason why I think it's important to watch, man, I didn't know Kim Kardashian was in the room, standing there. They might they might have you know embellished about it, but. Tim was there when he got in the Father left Kim in the room with him to make sure he was okay. Wow. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: A teenager. But
3: well, see, a lot of people dad? didn't realize that 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 uh, her dad was was yeah. one of his attorneys and one of know? his best friends. Um, huh? Yeah. One of
1: his best friends, too.
3: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people didn't understand, didn't realize that the Kardashians didn't become the Kardashians until after the OJ trial. Okay? Yes. And it was and it was because of her dad. Yeah. Because they, they, that name wasn't out there until that trial. Not like that.
1: Not like that. No. And, and and you know, we all know, you know, you know the Johnny Cochran and you know what he was all about, his world-class litigator and what that meant moving forward. And so it it was great. Right. I want to give some time to you, brother, because, you know, inside the park and everything else. Yeah, I want you to – I'm going to give you a few minutes. I ain't going to interrupt you. Just to talk about where we are in baseball and give you a chance to, to hit some things. It's freestyle. This is what you need. You get your okay. baseball on. Even though we're in the midst of football, I'm going to let you get this shine.
3: Well, I appreciate it. You know, here we are in the uh, first full week of February. Love is in the air in a couple of weeks, and yet – uh, in in three weeks we're going to be talking about spring training. That's right. That's when the, when the smell in the air gets a little different. The grass gets a little bit greener. The, the 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 air gets a little bit moisture, and then you hear that crack of the bat on the ball, and 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 you can smell the leather and the gloves. And boy, I love this time of the year. You know, you, we we for us baseball nuts, you know. We can't wait for the World Series to be over so we can get into the hot stove league and the and the winter meetings and see who's going to be on our teams. You know, we got a team in, in, in Kansas City that went from uh, also Rams to making the, uh, the playoffs for the first time in 20-plus years to, lo and behold, coming back and winning the World Series. And while I feel good for you Kansas City fans, I hated being a Detroit Tiger fan because for some reason we decided to finish dead last, but I digress. You know, there's been a lot, a lot of great moves that's already been made, uh, this off season, you know, we've uh, we're seeing movement of some great players. You see, uh, for y'all in Boston, you, you've got uh, David Price to to toe the rubber for you out there. And here in Detroit, we've got uh, Jordan Zimmerman to toe the rubber. You know, and we're just going to keep it moving, keep it moving, and keep it moving in baseball. Your own in has found the place. Justin Upton found the place. We actually in Detroit, we got two Uptons. We've got Kate Upton and we got Justin Upton to go with Justin Verlander. <laughs> we got a whole lot to watch over here. You know, I saw something on the thing that said, y'all going to lose my mind, we're going to have an Upton here and an Upton here. So I can't wait for that to happen. I'm telling you, baseball is coming. To, um, they, they've they had the uh, Hall of Fame voting, you know, this year. So, you know, I still look for, for Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens to get in. Say what you want, but they transcended the game and they deserve their spot there. You know, so... Uh, we're going to keep it tuned, we're going to keep it rolling for baseball. It, when, when You know when they start, uh, when, when, the, when, when the weather starts changing and, the, and you hear the crack of the bat? It's summertime, people, and it's only around the corner. You know, like they said, the uh, groundhog didn't see a shadow, spring is around the corner.
1: And, and, and when you think about some of your early predictions and things like that, you know, who are you thinking about coming out of nowhere? Uh, next year, I mean, who do you think gonna be that surprise team? You know, I think with the Royals winning, you know, and, and and again, I mean, we growing up, we 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 grew up knowing, we thought about the Royals as being this dominant squad. The Royals, right. the Orioles, you know, um, I mean, they were ongoing, and now you feel like the Royals have finally gotten found the right mix to get back and and also give that great community a, a competitive team. But where do you see that next team coming out that is really building it the right way?
3: Well, the Royals uh, really set the tone, you know, speed, defense, some power, you know, and just they, they, they really play what I would call fast break baseball. And so that's what a lot of teams are trying to get to, and they're trying to increase their team overall team speed. The big bopper type of uh, teams are, are falling by the wayside. But if I really had to take a look and see who to, to keep your eye on, uh, keep your eye on the Houston Astros. Uh, look at them. That's a nice young team. They've got a nice mix. Of veterans and 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 youth, they've been building for a long time. They made the playoffs for the first time in the American League next year. Look for them to make another step forward. I look for them to really challenge in the West. Uh, look for the Chicago White Sox. That's another team that 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 you you might want to keep an eye on. Ain't nobody paying a whole lot of attention to, you know, in the American League. In the National League, watch out for the Florida Marlins. You know, I, you know that's that's a team that uh, you know, both the Miami Marlins should I say? I'm dating myself. Uh, you know they, they're they're quietly trying to piece together a nice little team, and then I'm looking for them to make a run. Another you, another mix of good youth and, uh, and and veterans. And then look here, I'm going to make some folks happy. Watch out! I'm looking for the Chicago Cubs to really make some noise this year. You know they 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 look good. Theo Epstein is one of the baddest GMs in baseball. It's not going to be too long, Cubs fans. I honestly believe that that this year could possibly be your year. Watch out for them
1: is it, it, and Theo, I mean, he knows how to counter a curse. He knows how to build it the right way. He's gonna make sure all the black cats in Chicago are sold or captured. Uh right. he's
2: gonna do
1: whatever hey. it takes to get it going. Look, now that, that, he that, he, is,
3: but, he but, he's amazing. You know, he he's got him a manager that knows how to uh to get it done on the field. You know, uh Joe Madden is a genius. He, he they they, they, they yeah. call him the mad scientist. You know, that's a great mix for that squad. They not look here, last year I really did think that was gonna be it, but the Mets came out of nowhere on us. But I don't think that's the case. I you watch out for the Cubs. I think that I think they are their prime now to make a long run.
1: Well I'm gonna tell you right now this has been great. Um you know we had the ham run and uh he had to go uh here early for us but we had uh incredible time I'm gonna have you both back uh for the next couple of podcasts of, of uh one mic. I know Hank and I have talked about in, integrating uh, inside the park into some of this stuff and so we're gonna we're gonna have some fun with it, so you'll hear Hank on uh one mics that we'll be having here over the next few weeks and of your baseball season and so he'll be a, a mainstay and we'll be adding pieces in with us uh to do this uh It's been fun. Um, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the uh, the Big Show as well, check us out at realsportsguys.com. Check out that Hustle and Flow. This is a great new podcast. with say cool in in game changer kind of intersection between hip hop and uh, sports. Uh, we got a lot popping here in 2016, and we're just trying to make it happen. Enjoy your Super Bowl weekend. Be safe. Uh, be relevant. Be good. Have fun. Uh, this is RSG and uh we uh we love having you here and, and and being on the journey with us and uh you know we'll keep it moving until next time uh have fun and uh peace and as we need to say in the back you know old school and hair grease out
0: lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
2: lucky in line at the deli i guess ha! in my dentist's office